everybody welcome to japanatron japanatron's a podcast all about japan life in japan and japanese culture today's topic i want to talk about cycling in tokyo now a lot of my co-workers at work um cycle into work they bring their bikes in and uh, they've convinced me to jump on the bandwagon as well um I, i think it's a healthy thing to do i don't live all that far from the office so um, this is something I've recently looked into and have, have started. Um, first of all, um, I bought a bike, okay? That's something that's, that's needed, that's necessary for cycling. Um, and I got a folding bike. And I was thinking about this a lot, you know, why, 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 why would you get a folding bike? Well, this is Japan, man. This is Tokyo. Uh, it's not just Japan, it's Tokyo. <laughs> so... Why did I get a folding bike? Um, Now, I blogged about this. I wrote an article about my research and everything that went into this purchase. So if you're more interested um, in that, you can check out my blog. I got an article uh, just about the hunt for the ultimate folding bike. Uh, But really quick, why folding? Uh, Number one, it's easier to park. Um, When I first started cycling, I'm like, let me give this a try with just my existing uh, mamachari, like an old woman bike. It, you know, it's the it's the the bike with the fenders on it. You know, the mud the mud guards or whatever, and the big basket and the bell. Um, and I'm like, before I before I start plopping down some cash for a nice folding bike, let's see if I actually like biking to work. So, I kind of did this trial with my mama chadi, um, and I had to park it like you know, because I'm working in central Tokyo. I had to park it in like a park. And I wasn't all that cool with that. Now, for a mama chadi, okay, that's fine. I don't think it's going to get stolen or messed with. But, you know, it's got to be parked outside all day. And, you know, Japan's not too bad with the whole stealing bike thing. But it does happen. And I, I've had cases. I've, I've never had my bike stolen. Um, but I have had cases where stuff was taken off the bike. Like I had a light, you know, like a headlight. And someone jacked that. So, yeah, that kind of stuff does happen, and I wasn't all that cool about parking the bike outside all day. Um, the other thing is, um, it's not just about keeping it safe, you know, parking it outside, uh, outside all day, but it's also like the weather, you know, like, um, it'll start raining, you know, Japan's weather is really dynamic, so it'll be fine in the morning, and then I parked it in the, in the park, and then it's like pouring rain on the way home, and what do I do? I got this, I got this bark, I got this bark, <laughs> I got this bike parked outside in the rain, and now I got to take it home. So there's that kind of versatility thing, you know, in case of rain, uh, in case I got some sudden crazy overtime, um, and I just don't feel like biking home. Uh, in case I get crazy drunk or something, you know, coworkers want to go out after work, a friend wants to go out after work. Um, it's kind of cool. I could just fold it up. I could keep it in my office. Um, and yeah, that's why I wanted folding. It's just a, 
that's the main thing is I really wanted that versatility. You know, I could I could bike in the morning. Oh shit, it's pouring rain. Okay, we'll just leave it at the office. Cool. You know, I'll just take the train home. So that was the big thing about folding that I really dug. It's just folding bikes are just I think they're pretty popular in Asia in general because it's so crowded and there's no place to park the bike and, and they're getting stolen and fucked with and the weather's changing. So all those reasons. Folding is a good way to go in Japan, especially in Tokyo. Okay, so I'm, I started biking. I got this nice bike. Uh, if you're interested, I, like I said, I got the blog article. Long story short, I got a bike from a company known as Turn. Uh, they got this little bird logo. Really cool bike. Really, really nice. Very, very happy with it. Performs really well. Nice, like, 20-inch wheels. Nice, really portable. Folds up really well. Um, I didn't want to get a cheap folding bike because those things are just crappy. So, anyways, here's some quick learnings um, in my few months of experience cycling into work every day. Uh, number one, no one wears a helmet. <laughs> Which, being American and from California, I, uh, I grew up with a helmet law. Uh, kids had to wear helmets. So, um, you don't often see people not wearing helmets, at least in California. In Japan, no one wears a helmet. In fact, the only people I see wearing helmets are foreigners, <laughs> like me. <laughs> because maybe they come from countries that are strict with the helmet laws. Um, so there's that. There's the other thing I see is little Japanese kids. I guess their parents you say, hey, hey, little boy, put on, put on a helmet, but dad and mom aren't going to because we don't really care. So whatever. Okay, that's fine. Uh, foreigners are the only ones really wearing helmets. Um, there's also some other blatant things that really shocked me because Japan, to me, has this image of safety. Um, you know, it all surprised me because it's generally known for safety. There's like these Mr. Safety dudes at construction sites. There's lots of road signs. There's always people that saying like, oh, I'm sorry for the inconvenience. Please go around this pothole. And there's always these lights and these mechanical people waving wands and all these kind of things you know, and vests with bright lights flashing, all this Mr. Safety stuff. You know, I don't see so much, uh, you know, with, with like videos from, you know, on YouTube of like China with people walking and they fall into like unmarked, you know, potholes or stuff. I don't see that so much in Japan because there's always like Mr. Safety laws and all that crap, you know, the socialist country thing. So these kind of things surprise me. No one wears a helmet. Number two, um, people smoke while riding, which is just funny to me. The two just don't seem all that compatible. You're cycling and you're smoking at the same time. It's kind of like, you know, it's a sport, right? <laughs> it's like you're playing volleyball and smoking a cigarette at the same time. I don't know. It's just funny to me. Uh, so there's that. Number three, people listen to headphones while riding, which is just insanely dangerous to me because you can't hear any of the traffic. You can't hear um, people ringing the, the bike bells, you can't hear people yelling at you that you're going the wrong way or something, uh, you can't, you can't hear horns honking as well, um, so that just seems kind of dangerous, the headphone thing. Um, next, I see moms with two kids on the bike, a, a kid in the front, a kid in the back, and they are, ins they're going insanely fast, in fact, I learned that no one is faster than a Japanese housewife uh, with kids on, on the bike. Um, 
even like the decked out Tour de France guys, and there's a lot of those, you'll see like these Japanese dudes decked out like Tour de France, and they're really not that fast. It's just all about, this is like an image thing. Um, no one can beat Japanese housewives. Um, number one, they're just in an insane fucking hurry. <laughs> I, I don't know why. They're just like crazy go, go, go. And Tokyo is go, go, go in general. But the Japanese housewives with the two kids are just fucking insane. I don't know what the hurry is. Uh, the other reason is their bikes are decked out with these, like, electric assist systems in them. And they just sort of tap the pedal, and then they're just, like, jam. Boom! It's like a rocket engine. It's like an electric rocket engine built into that bike. <laughs> you know, and, like, you're going up some, like, steep hill, and they're just like, Boom! You know, there's like, there's, like, fire coming out of the back of the bike, and they got the two kids on it or something. So that's the other reason. No one... No one can beat a Japanese housewife with two kids on the bike. Um, what else do I see? I see people riding on the wrong side of the road. So you're going down a one-way street and people are coming at you, like towards you. Even though you're going the correct way down a one-way street. <laughs> um, and of course there's texting and smartphoning while riding. And I hate that because they're just like kind of wobbling on the bike. And you're like, oh my god, you are going to die. Um, uh, another one I like to see, it's funny to me, is, uh, someone, and this is typically, uh, high school kids that do this, is there'll be someone riding the bike, and there'll be, like, a dude or dudette standing on the back of the bike, you know, and they'll be going down a hill, like, really fast, and someone's standing on the back, <laughs> or sitting in front on the, on the handlebars, <laughs> so that's a good one, too. Um, like I said, this all surprised me with the whole safety thing. Um, so, yeah, that, that was kind of funny. That was kind of a, a bit of a surprise when I started cycling daily. Um, the other thing that really sucks um, is that cars hate you and pedestrians hate you. You are hated by both. <laughs> You're the most hated of all commuters. You are hated by cars and pedestrians. Um, and even other cyclists hate you. <laughs> so, I, I realized really quickly that you just gotta wallow in that, and you just gotta be a total fucking asshole. You just gotta be a total asshole, because everybody hates you. And really, if you take home nothing else from this episode of my podcast, take home this. You gotta be an asshole, okay? This is really the main point I'm trying to drive home, okay, throughout this entire episode. Okay, so let's talk about learning specifically when it comes to street riding. Now, when I'm going when I'm going to work, I can choose I can I can ride on the street or I can ride on the sidewalk. Um, and at first, I started okay. I'm going to favor the street because there's just too many people on the sidewalk, and it's just easier. I can go faster. I can deal with these big cars. I can't deal with these these people like just constantly in the way, going really slow. So I favored initially street riding. Okay, and here's some learnings I, I got from street riding. Buses aren't too bad. Buses really aren't as bad as I expected them to be. Uh, they signal, uh, they're really predictable, they're really slow, um, and they're not too hard to avoid and maneuver around. Um, you can really see their movements coming. Taxis, on the other hand, are complete fucking assholes. They are number one by far. Taxis are total assholes. Um, in fact, they purposely will fuck with you, um, like they were just born to hate cyclists. Like, they are your natural-born enemy. 
that is that is what Japanese taxis are when you're cycling. They will just purposely come really close to you. They'll buzz you. Um, they'll be complete assholes. Um, I can tell you, I really don't think that deep down inside that Japanese taxis actually want to hit you. They just want to mess with you. If they actually hit you, they got a problem. You know, the, you know, cops will come maybe, and you know, you're gonna get hurt probably by that. Um, that's not gonna end well for you if you get hit, obviously. Um, they just want to mess with you. So there's this kind of like little game they play. They just want to mess with you, but they don't actually want to hit you. And I gotta be honest, I'm really tempted to kind of kick the door or something, sort of stick my my foot out so that my my foot kind of bangs into the door, and just kind of gives him a little scare. You know, he thinks he hit me like bum bum on his car, and he he just gets he gets get freaked he just gets freaked out or something. You know, maybe that will scare him straight a little bit. You know, and I'm really tempted to just kind of poke my uh, my foot out and just give it you know give the side door the back door a nice solid kick and it's even better if he's got you know a passenger you know a customer at the po- at, at the time uh, the reason I haven't done this yet is I'm pretty sure this wouldn't end well for me uh, you know if the, if he pulls over and cops come I would probably just have to jam you know just go you know if he pulls over and, and wants to start some shit or something cops come. And being a foreigner, it's never going to end well for me. You know, I'm the minority. You know, cops are going to ask for my ID, and then, you know, it's it's going to be all downhill from there. So I, this is why I haven't really done this. You know, as foreigners, we especially have to follow the rules. Okay, let me just put it that way. One, one good thing about taxis is that they always inevitably open the left side door because that's the automatic one that they open for the customers. It's the one closest to the sidewalk when they pull over. So when you see him pulling over, or he already is pulled over, um, you could be pretty sure that the door on the right side where you're passing um, usually is not going to open. However, I'm not 100% convinced of this because... um, I don't know, something may happen. The driver himself uh, may get out or something like that um, because he's driving on that side, and you never know. So you got to be really careful with taxis. Um, So watch out especially, uh, especially also for the left turn lane. Uh, you're typically riding in the left lane, that's the slow lane, a bunch of buses are hanging out there, and not many people really want to drive in that lane, because it's the slow lane, you, you get a bunch of people pulling over and blocking shit. Um, but whenever you're approaching an intersection, you're going to get a ton of taxis, inevitably, always they want to turn left there. And this is where it gets a little tricky. Do you pass on the left, and you bank on a bunch of pedestrians crossing and they'll kind of block the cars from turning left into you. So there's that approach. Uh, the other approach is you you pass on the, on the right and you put yourself into a faster lane of traffic and you go through a green light or something or you stop at the front of the, uh, of the uh, intersection. That one's a little bit scary, because then you'll get people buzzing you closer, and assholes honking at you as you come into the faster lane. Uh, 
Um, and option C, which I like a lot recently, uh, is I hop up on the sidewalk with the pedestrians and I cross at the crosswalk with them. It, this just seems like a slightly safer option, especially with really busy intersections where a bunch of people are lining up, turning right, uh, turning left. Um, so, yeah, I would favor kind of option C. So, ride on the sidewalk, basically, when the street gets treacherous. And this is really the coolest thing about cycling. No one else can do this. Pedestrians can't just start walking in the street, although some, some do. Uh, and cars can't just go up on the sidewalk. Even motorcycles don't do that in Japan. At least they follow that rule. I can't say that about other countries. Um, so that really is the cool thing about, about cycling. You have the option. You can choose sidewalk or street. And as you start doing your commute and you start learning your, you know, the, uh, the ins and outs of your commute, you know which parts of the sidewalk are, get really crowded, which parts of the street get really crowded and treacherous, and you can flip back and forth. Okay, the street here is really treacherous, so I'm going to go up on the sidewalk here, you know, and deal with the pedestrians. And hopefully a pedestrian crowd isn't too bad. So that's a really cool thing you can do. Um, so just watch out for that left turn lane. Um, so that's taxis and all that. Scooters and motorcycles can also be total assholes, too. I've had them buzz me really close or something like that, you know. What you going to do? It depends on the person. Every country in the world has assholes, and you got to deal with them. And when you're on a bike... Yeah, you're gonna have to you're gonna have to deal with that double threat. You got the fast people on the bikes, on the on the motorcycles, and the cars, and you got the slow pedestrians on the sidewalk. So yeah, you're hated. So deal with it. At least you can choose between both. Some other t- tips about street riding: um, don't rush yellow lights. I learned this really quickly. This is death. This is total death. That light turns yellow. Really think about stopping. <laughs> Or get up on the sidewalk or something. Don't rush it. Because what's going to happen is someone's going to turn in front of you. A car is going to think you're a slow bike and that you're not going to you're not gonna go through the intersection on the yellow light. And a car will turn in front of you. And this happened to me. So I jam on the brakes. The car makes his, his uh, right turn. And I'm stuck in the middle of the intersection and it just turned. The light just turned. Pedestrians are crossing and cars are going like into me. <laughs> so it's a mess. You get stuck with someone turning in front of you in the middle of the intersection and the light just changed. It's the worst position ever. That is if you don't get hit by the car that turned in front of you. <laughs> so, so yeah, I've learned really quick. Don't fuck around with yellow lights. Stop at them. Stop at them. Uh, last tip with street riding is eye contact is awesomely powerful, especially as a foreigner. Um, give that fucker a dirty look. Give that taxi driver a dirty ass look. He'll 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 back down. Okay, they're just big teddy bears inside. <laughs> they are pussies. They are all bark and no bite. They just want to fuck with you. They want to buzz you. You know, they want to honk at you and you know be assholes. But they're not. They don't actually want to deal with the, the circumstances and the consequences of, uh, of actually hitting you. So eye contact, really powerful. Look at people um, and communicate how much of an asshole you are. All right, next, I want to talk about learnings while riding on the sidewalk. Okay, so um, 
this one's fun because nobody's gonna pay attention to you, okay? Everyone's ignoring you while you're going faster than them um, on a bike. So you really have to pay attention to the pedestrians. You really have to watch and look, you know, 100 yards ahead as to what is going on um, and really react quickly, especially if you're going to go <laughs> at any kind of speed on the bike. Otherwise, you might as well just be walking your bike with the, with the pedestrians. Okay, and the most dangerous thing that I have found is these uh, what I call smartphone zombies. They're just people walking with the smartphone up, texting, Facebook. They they are not looking at anything. They will get hit by cars. They'll get hit by you on the bike. They'll get hit by by a woman pushing a baby <laughs> in, a, in a stroller. So you got to watch out for the smartphone zombies. You got to watch out for the moms with the strollers. Okay. You got to watch out for the delivery dudes with carts. Okay, and you got to watch out because everyone has a fucking, like, suitcase. And I'm not talking about suitcase that you carry. I'm talking about, like, those roll suitcases. You know, like you're going on a flight. Like you're going to catch a flight. I don't understand what the fuck people are carrying to work these days, but everyone has one of those. They're carting some big-ass suitcase behind them. And the thing is that's tricky about biking on the sidewalk is you got people pushing baby, you know, strollers. Um, you got these these delivery guys pushing carts, and you got these suitcase motherfuckers. You can't see that, okay, because it's low to the ground often. So you really got to watch out for that because you might just careen right into a suitcase or something because you didn't notice that that dude was, was towing a suitcase behind him. So you got to listen, and this is why I'm not really cool about wearing headphones, you know. Uh, you really got to listen for the, the wheels and all that and everything that's going on. You have to really pay attention when you're in a uh, sidewalk uh, bike riding situation. So beware for all of that, okay? Especially the suitcase and the smartphone zombie motherfuckers. Um, watch out also for subway entrances and exits, and you'll learn where these are really quickly. Those are like beehives of activity. They got people coming in, coming out, and you'll just slam into somebody. <laughs> and not even know what was going on because all these people it is literally an anthill it is literally a, a beehive of activity be really careful around those try to avoid um getting too close to those entrances and exits of the subways because there's inevitably going to be people oozing in and out of there um also beware beware of hot girls these are so dangerous there are so many hot girls especially in tokyo and I'm riding on a sidewalk. It is so easy to get distracted because there's just so many hot girls. It is so goddamn dangerous. They're everywhere. They are going to distract the hell out of you. Uh, they got these tiny little mini skirts and high heels. Oh, it's so evil. They're so evil. They distract the hell out of you. And you're going to be like, whoa, look at the... Bam! So you got to be careful. you got to learn how to just give a hot girl a really quick look, but keep your eyes on the road. You know, do a little peripheral thing, whatever, when you're checking out all the hot girls in Tokyo. Just, you got to be careful with that. I, you know, I thought about wearing something like horse blinders. You know, those those black things that horses wear to keep them looking forward. Um, you know, so that it's kind of like a hot girl blinder. 
But that just doesn't seem like a very safe idea. I think I'm probably going to hit something else. <laughs> Blinding my peripheral vision probably isn't the best cycling safety idea. So uh, I, I kind of X that idea. Um, a, a few other tips. Sidewalk riding. Ring the bell like a fucking psycho. This is awesome. Just just ring the bell. And when they see that the asshole ringing the bell like crazy is a foreigner, everyone's going to move out of the way. They're like, oh, shit, crazy foreigner ringing the bell. And if you want to take this to the next level, you can yell stuff like, oh, shit, no brakes. You know, and do it in English, preferably in English. No brakes. You know, and ringing the bell, uh, you will get down the sidewalk really quick. Um, why English, okay? Um... You know, where you you run the risk of people not actually understanding uh, you. The thing is, the key is not really the words you're saying, the oh shit, no breaks. It's really like the uh, the emotion you're putting into it. You know, it's it's kind of the the loud sound you're making. You know, like banging pots and pans. Um, also, an advantage of using English is if the cops stop you and say, um, you know, like they they start some start some shit with you. You know, like hey, what's going on? Why are you screaming so much? You could just make some other shit up, you know, like, oh, that's just the way, you know, we do it in English. You know, that's just the way we do it in my country. You know, sorry about that, you know. Or, you know, like, dude, I was I was saying, like, no snakes. You know, I saw a snake, dude, like, on the on the sidewalk. So I was just warning people about the snake, you know. You know, so um, you might get the cop that, like, speaks native English or something, but, yeah, probably not. So that's the that's the advantage of English. Hey, if you speak another language, that's even better too. You know, like Croatian or something. Start screaming that. Um, so that'll help out a lot. Um, another thing I really like to do is I like talking to myself out loud, like with a full voice while I'm cycling. You know, it's kind of like a, I kind of give Tokyo like a commentary of my experience while I'm commuting on the bike, and this is especially fun on the sidewalk. You know, I'll just say, oh, shit, look at that fat dude, you know, or, uh, dude, get out of the fucking way, motherfucker, or, oh, my God, look at that, a hot foxy chick, yeah, foxy, woo, hey, you know, cat calls and whatever, you know, and just talk to yourself out loud, like, oh, oh, thanks, motherfucker, thanks for getting in my way, oh, nice, you know, smartphone there. You know, what are you texting? You know, really important stuff. You know, you're Twittering, you're tweetering. Yeah, whatever, dude. All right. You know, just kind of give like a commentary. You know, I laugh. It's a good time. It's a good, good, fun, enjoyable time, you know, with myself. So, um, yeah, that's sidewalk riding. Okay, so uh, I've arrived at work now. I've hopped up on the sidewalk when the street gets treacherous and vice versa. I, I go back in the street, you know, and I've finally... Uh, I have arrived at work, and I am alive. I've folded my bike up. I've taken it up with me um, in the uh, freight elevator, and I deposited it safely behind my desk in a very tidy position. Very organized. So I'm now at work, and I'm all sweaty, okay? What to do, okay? I'm kind of soaking sweat. You know, I'm pouring sweat here. So what do you do? You know, there's no shower at work. I can't just shower up. You know, it's not a gym. I got to get to work. So number one, I wipe myself down with like wet wipes, you know, or use that body spray. You know, that stuff that gets you the chicks. (laughs) Um, So there's that. And, and, uh, you know, Japanese 
uh, offices, at least ours does, has has tons of these wet wipe things. It just kind of like wipe yourself down. You know, there's that. Um, keep a bottle for breeze around. You know, those those kind of like um, those things that you know, like when you can't do laundry. You know, they just it's like laundry in a bottle. It's like spray laundry smell, and you just sort of like I just sort of shower myself with Febreze, and then you know I'm good. I'm good to go. You know, fresh flowery field scent. You know. Um, and I gotta be honest though, it's getting hotter and hotter summertime, and I'll be honest, I'm gonna probably take a hiatus from this very soon, a little break from this biking in to work, because number one, I am like insanely sweaty, and my deodorant is just not cutting it, <laughs> it's, it's just like melting off of me, you know, before I even get to work, and then also there's the heat stroke thing, I think I'm gonna die, probably, you know, like pass out on my bike, and, and just die on the street, you know, of heat stroke. So that's probably not really a good thing to have happen to me um, with the cycling thing. So um, yeah, just be aware of that. When it's like 35 degrees Celsius outside, it's getting up to, you know, almost 40 degrees Celsius, whatever, you might want to think, hey, maybe I should just take the train today, you know, because yeah, you know, you're burning some good calories by cycling, you know, to and from work, but there is death, you know, to kind of think about and uh i don't really want to deal with that yet so the heat stroke thing just be really careful you know because even young people think like oh i'm fine it's always old people that they get taken down with the heat stroke but that's not true man even high school kids and whatnot you know we all get it so just be careful out there man tokyo is a crazy place so yeah i'm arrived at work i'm freshly febrezed i got some body spray I'm, i'm good you know i'm uh i'm nice and uh and flowery okay and you've, you've burned a lot of calories, so yeah. Okay, there's my tips, there's my spiel for the day. Uh, conclusion, let's, let's wrap this up. Um, very final thoughts about cycling in Tokyo. And I noticed Tokyo definitely, uh, from my life here, it definitely has this go, go, go thing. You gotta go, go, go. You gotta walk fast. You gotta cycle fast. You're in my way. Honk, honk, beep, beep, shi-ching, shi-ching, but politely. Um, you gotta go, okay? And I-, I fall into this trap all the time. I gotta admit it. You know, if it's one proponent of go, 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 it's me. But there are times when I'm cycling and I just sort of slow down and take a deep breath and I'm like, why the F am I doing all this? Why am I doing this? Why why am I so go, go, go? Why am I in such a rush to get to work? Why am I in such a rush to get home from work? You know, it really doesn't make that much of a difference. So, you know, I'll see some some old dude, some salary man, whatever, on a on an old, you know, mama chotty, you know, the old woman bike. You know, just sort of, you know, t- just going along real slow, you know, a fisherman type guy maybe. And uh, a fisherman salary man. Yeah, there you go. And I'm like, yeah, you know, that's the right approach, man. I got to get back to that Zen, you know, that old school Zazen thing. You know, just take it easy. You know, you don't have to fall into that Tokyo go, go, go trap, you know. So, yeah, just just think about that. You know, there's really no rush, you know. Um, so sometimes I just take a deep breath and just, you know, yeah, and I'm just going to take my time today, you know. So that there's the one conclusion. And, and final final little thought with this is there are times often with this go-go-go thing, I really envy Latin culture. Um, and Latin culture is kind of collectively, you know, like 
I'm going to say France, Italy, Spain, you know, South America, Latin America, you know, Mexico even. It, that, that, I guess, is collectively Latin culture. And in speaking with, you know, people I've met from the Latin cultures, I really envy them because in general, generally speaking, I'm not trying to stereotype here, but they kind of have the opposite approach. You know, there's a siesta and the, you know, there's not this go, go, go thing. There's like, you know what, spend time with your family. It's all about the familia. (laughs) It's all about the familia. Familia. Spend time with your family, you know, let's close up shop for a few hours and take it easy. You know, life is too short. There's really no reason to go, go, go and rush, rush, rush. Really, what are you rushing uh, all this stuff for, you know? So sometimes, you know, when you're falling into that pitfall of the Tokyo go, go, go thing, you know, work hard, go, 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 company is your family, take a deep breath and just try to respect, you know, what Latin culture says about that, you know, and, and just sort of shut that off, you know? So that is Cycling in Tokyo. Let me know your thoughts. Um, Follow me. Leave me comments. Rate and review. All that shit. Um, If you go to japanatron.com, that'll take you to the Japanatron section of my main site uh, that has my blog and everything. That's mondaiji.com. Um, and I got all my follow me stuff and, uh, you know, my Twitter and my Facebook and my iTunes and YouTube and all that stuff. So yeah, you know, subscribe, rate and review. It keeps me, uh, keeps me motivated to keep doing this stuff. Give me your feedback. Let me know if you have any, uh, comments about this stuff. And, uh, if you have any ideas, you know, stuff you want me to talk about and address about life in Japan. So yeah, thank you very much. Have a good day and toodles. Receive this transmission from the Comedy Podcast Network. For more shows, visit comedypodcastnetwork.com.